So you go to a national park to kind of be out by yourself, right? You, you want to enjoy nature, um, enjoy the sights and the views. And then, you know, you show up and you realize that a million other people have had that exact same idea. And there's a couple different layers to how annoyed you get in a national park. The first layer is, wow, there's a lot of people here. I'm not going to be able to enjoy that peace and quiet like I thought I was. And then on top of that, you kind of compound it by the fact that there's literally five parking spaces in this entire thousand acre national park, right? Every once in a while, you know, the national park system just felt, you know, so kind. And they were like, you know, this is a very popular spot. We're going to, oh man, we're going to give you five extra parking spaces. I, I know they're, they're never going to get used, but we're just going to give them to you anyways. Here's 10 parking spaces for El Capitan. That trailhead, you know, it's, it's super crowded. Here's 10 parking spots just for it. You know, and you're driving around for hours just waiting for someone to come back and leave. And the whole time you're like, I could, I should have just gone to the mall, right? You know, made made one or two laps around the parking, parking lot, pulled in, you know, thrown on my white, you know, Velcro Skechers, gone in there, maybe gotten like a cookie or a hot pretzel, you know, and call it a day. That probably would have been just as relaxing as driving around in circles all day watching you know these this family of 10 eating sandwiches in the back of their car knowing full and well that they're ready to leave they're just wanting to eat their sandwiches you know in the national park and you're like will y'all just leave already and welcome back to the podcast thank you so much for joining me here again today so on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about national parks. You know, last week I talked about UNESCO sites, the ones I'd visited, kind of ranked some of them. Uh, so today's episode, I'm going to be diving into the national park system. I've been to 15 national parks out of the 63 total national parks. There's hundreds of nationally, you know, recognized locations and monuments, but those are like national forests, national monuments, um, national historic landmarks. Um, and those are not the same thing. They're all, you know, um, preserved by the government. Um, but there's only 63 actual national parks. So I've been to 15 of them. Uh, I'm going to rank my top five. Uh, and so until I get to the countdown, I mean, there's only 15, so it's not that long of a countdown. Um, but until I get there, I'm just going to randomly pick the, you know, the, the 10 that remained from the top five. So, uh, for starters, let's go ahead and move out to California. Let's go to Yosemite. Yosemite is probably one of the most popular parks in the U.S. I would say it, you know, ranks top 10. If you like Google top 10 national parks, it's definitely going to be up there. Um, and, you know, I loved Yosemite. There were a lot of awesome, you know, views, a lot of great hikes. Um, you know, you have like Half Dome, Bravo Falls, El Capitan. Uh, you know, it's, it's an iconic location in the United States. Uh, but, you know, there are so many people there. And I know I had, you know, bad timing. I went like the beginning of August into July. Um, but it was absolutely insane. I mean, in my opinion, you go to national parks, you know, be out in nature, get away from the crowds. Uh, but, you know, everyone else has that same idea. And then, you know, there's just a billion people there and there's like 50 parking spots. I remember the first day I went, um, I got there. It wasn't too early in the morning. Um, but I found some parking, did a few hikes. It was awesome. And then the second day I went and I got there fairly early in the morning. I think it, you know, it was around nine o'clock. So I guess like, 
either get there super early or super late and don't try and beat the crowd because that's when everyone else gets there. Um, but I literally drove around for like two hours and could not find a parking spot. Now, granted, I was trying to find a parking spot next to like Half Dome or something like that. Um, but, you know, I would like go up to pullouts and back to pullouts. Um, and yeah, I literally drove around for two hours, couldn't find a spot and I was just getting so annoyed. Eventually I was just like, this is stupid. And I drove to some random parking spot and parked, uh, and then just hammocked the rest of the day because <laughs> I was so just fed up with how many people were there. Um, so Yosemite is, it's a beautiful park. There are a ton of people there. So, you know, if you can go off season, you know, I'm sure that would be awesome. Even better. Um, they have that uh, great tunnel viewpoint, which is crazy gorgeous. I was able to get a parking spot. Like as soon as I drove through the tunnel, there was just a random parking spot right there. So that was, you know, I guess I used up all my luck on that one parking spot um, and didn't have any for the next day. <laughs> um, but yeah, Yosemite is an iconic park um, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And I, I would go back. I would definitely go, you know, off season or something like that. Uh, next is Gateway Arch. Gateway Arch is pretty interesting because, in my opinion, it's more like a monument, um, but it's actually, you know, labeled as a national park, and it's really cool. Um, there's a nice museum underneath the arch, and then, you know, normally you can go inside the arch up to the top of it, uh, which I'm sure is a great view of the city of St. Louis, um, but because COVID was happening at the time that I went to visit, I was not able to do that. Uh, however, you know, it's an iconic landmark. Uh, and you know, it's, it's pretty cool. You can see it from a lot of different places around the city. St. Louis in and of itself is a great spot. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's a cool national park. Um, all right. So the Badlands in South Dakota, um, there's like nothing there. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's called the Badlands for a reason. Uh, the views are great. Um, I did enjoy the views. Uh, and I really enjoyed just being able to drive through the park. This is one of those parks where you don't really have to do a lot of hiking to be able to enjoy what all it has to offer. Um, I drove like the main, you know, the main drag that goes through the Badlands Park there, and I felt like I had seen the whole thing. Um, whenever I got up to the visitor center and got a map, I was like, I don't really feel like I need to go on any of these hikes um, because I think I've seen, you know, everything this park has to offer. Um, there were some really cool pullouts um, where you can get out of your car and take some cool pictures. There were some buffalo um, just wandering around. I almost got ran off the edge by a buffalo. Uh, so you can check out that episode that I did uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, the Badlands is really pretty. It's very accessible. Um, and you know, it's not the most gorgeous national park just cause it's so barren, but you know, it's unique. And that's, you know, what I think the national park system does is really just pulls the uniqueness, um, of, uh, the United States and its territories together. Uh, so next, uh, is Glacier National Park up there in Montana. Now Glacier is a great park. Um, you know, it's up North. It's actually like the... United States portion of Banff National Park in Canada. And if you've ever seen pictures, Banff is actually, you know, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Glacier is beautiful. Um, unfortunately, when I was there, a lot of the park was closed off. Uh, and so I was not able to explore a lot of it. But what I was able to see was great. I love the Pacific Northwest up there. It's so green and lush. Um, and even though Glacier is a little bit more inland, 
um, than say like Washington State uh, or Oregon around there. It, it still kind of has that same you know feel with like the ferns and the moss and like the forest, and it's just a really cool setting. Um, you know, obviously there's uh, Lake uh, Lake McCann there, which is absolutely beautiful with all the glacier melt. Um, the water is just so clear and, you know, just super, super beautiful. Uh, and so Glacier is definitely a great national park. Uh, Montana in and of itself is a great, you know, a great state. There's so much wilderness and so much, um, you know, there's just so much nature out there that's so cool. Um, all right, let's move on down to Utah. So I have some Utah uh, parks that I just visited in March. Um, so we'll start off with Arches. Arches is a... It's a really, really unique park. There's so many different um, natural monuments there. Uh, one thing I will say about Arches is there is so much parking at Arches National Park. Um, you know, like I mentioned with Yosemite, you know, especially uh, the especially the hikes that are really popular. There's like ten parking spots, and you know the National Park Service is like, you better be thankful because we were just going to give you five, but we know how much you like this one, so we gave you an extra five parking spots. Um, but <laughs> over at Glacier or at Arches, um, you know, at at Delicate Arch, there was probably a hundred parking spaces uh, to hike the uh, the Delicate Arch hike, um, and I got there at like. Four in the afternoon, you know, it was peak hiking start time to get to the sunset. And that thing was like half full. And I was like, this is incredible. All of like the windows arches and things like that. There was just so much parking. It made the experience, you know, there were a ton of people there. Um, but, you know, there's just different levels of annoyance when you're at a national park. And one of them is, you know, you're annoyed there's a ton of people there. But if you can find parking and then actually get out into the nature, it's one thing. But if there's a ton of people there and there's no parking because of all the people, then you're just like compounding the annoyance. So even though there were a lot of people at Arches National Park, there was a ton of parking, which, you know, just made things run a lot smoother. Uh, and so that is definitely, you know, gold star award for Arches Natural, uh, National Park there. Uh, but it's a really cool park. A lot of great hikes, and the train is just beautiful. Um, Bryce Canyon. Bryce Canyon is actually one of my favorites. I think I said it was actually my favorite national park there in Utah, um, which makes my final five rankings a little interesting. Um, kind of contradicting myself there, but we won't we won't talk about that. Um, but <laughs> Bryce Canyon is beautiful. Um, it's really, you know, all of the Utah national parks are like this reddish, brownish, orange color. Um, but then Bryce Canyon is just this really unique um, light orange, um, just chalky color. And it's, you know, different from all, all of the, all the different national parks are a little bit different when it comes to the color of the rocks there. But Bryce Canyon is just, you know, set, set apart from the other four. Um, and so it's really cool. You know, just to, I did that one last, and so I went to all of the other four national parks, and then I went to Bryce Canyon, and it was just a little, just a little bit more unique. Um, the hoodoos there are really cool, um, and then I was fortunate enough to go after a snowstorm, and so there was just snow uh, all over with the bright orange uh, peeking out beneath it. So it was really pretty. Some awesome hiking there, and, you know, it's you know one of my favorite parks there in Utah. Um, next, uh, we'll, we'll stay in Utah. We'll go over to Canyonlands. 
And Canyonlands, you know, there's a there's a few cool things there. Um, Mesa Arch, it was there in Canyonlands. Um, and other than that, <laughs> I mean, the canyon is pretty cool. Uh, I did not, you know, go off the beaten beaten track there in Canyonlands. I kind of stuck to some of the main viewpoints. Um, but, you know, if you're going to skip a national park there in Utah, it should probably probably be Canyonlands. Uh, it was nothing to really write home about. Um, but, you know, it's right there in Moab, right next to Arches, so you might as well check it off the list while you're there. That's that's all I'm going to say about Canyonlands. Uh, Capitol Reef. Man, so Capitol Reef is still in Utah. I was really disappointed because Capitol Reef is supposed to be like, you know, this amazing national park that never gets the recognition it deserves. Um, and so I was really excited to, you know, check out a few things there um, and just see what it was all about. But unfortunately, that storm uh, that, you know, graced Bryce Canyon there also hit Capitol Reef and the surrounding area. Really all of south, southern Utah was just, you know, hammered with some snow while I was there. Um, but because of that, I could not really do much of anything at Capitol Reef. Like all of the roads into the park um, were you know, shut down. Um, so I was able to drive all the way up to the visitor center and you could drive up to uh, the campground near um, the orchards. Um, but then I had to turn around. So I turned back around and I drove back to the um, visitor center and then I hiked back uh, to the orchards, you know, to just do a little bit of hiking, you know, uh, take some pictures, things like that. What I could see, Capitol Reef looks beautiful. Um, but unfortunately, because of all the snow, you know, I couldn't even really see too much of the landscape because it was so the weather was so poor there was like zero visibility um so i wasn't really even able to see much of the landscape i was kind of just able to see what was right in front of me um but i would, would definitely love to go back to capitol reef um just to see what it's all about because it's supposed to be beautiful um and i know i missed out by not being able to do too much exploring there um next is the petrified forest out in arizona uh, the Petrified Forest is pretty cool. It's all of these trees that have been petrified. Um, and so if you don't know what that means, it's basically, um, they're basically like rock fossils, rock fossils, tree fossils. Um, but it's like, so a tree will like say fall over or whatever, and then mud and stuff will cover the forest. And then um, crystals and minerals and things like that will basically replace all the organic matter. Um, and then, you know, when the mud and stuff washes away, then it's just left with that now mineralized log shape. Um, and so there's an entire forest out there in Arizona, um, that has become a petrified forest. There's, there's different places, uh, where this occurs, but in the petrified forest, there's just a really, um, large amount. Uh, and so it's, it's really interesting, um, the, you know, all the minerals and things like that are really beautiful. And so if you can get out there and get close to some of the bigger pieces, um, it just, it's really cool. So um, definitely recommend checking that out. Um, there's a lot of stuff up there in Northern Arizona. And that's sort of just one of those random things to kind of tack on while you're up there for sure. Okay, so that's nine. And so my honorable mention here, number six, uh, is going to be Saguaro National Park. That's also in Arizona. Now, this is sort of one of those that's not necessarily a huge national park. It's really pretty small. 
Um, but it's just really unique, and I kind of grew up near it, and so I've, I've been there dozens of times, um, and it's just a really cool place. Uh, it's, you know, this entire, like, mountain that's just covered in saguaro cacti, uh, and it's just really unique, really cool, uh, and, you know, I just have a lot of memories going up there and doing, you know, some wandering around and some hiking, um, and just checking out all the weird cactus formations and stuff like that, so... Uh, I don't think it deserves to be in a top five list, but, you know, just because of different reasons, I had to pull it up close to it. So that's my honorable mention. Um, so top five uh, national parks that I've been able to visit. Once again, I've only been to a quarter of them, less than a quarter. There are 63, I've been to 15. Um, but number five, I'm going to put Acadia National Park uh, out in Maine. Now, Acadia is really cool. Uh, and the main reason I wanted to put it on here for my personal top five is just because based off of the national parks that I've been to, it's very unique. Um, it's like right on the coast there um, in Maine. It's very beautiful. There's some awesome hiking there. Uh, I did a couple hikes while I was there, but the one that really just stands out and I think is the most popular is the Beehive. Um, and it's sort of, it kind of thinking back on it, it reminds me of Angel's Landing out in Zion. Um, just, you know, a hundred times less scary. Um, but there's like chains and there's these like metal steps nailed into the rocks, uh, for you to climb up on. So it's, it's a pretty cool park and I really, it was just super unique because it was out there on the East coast and I hadn't been to, you know, a lot of parks out there. Uh, and so I had to put Acadia, uh, top five. Um, number four, I'm going to put the Grand Canyon. And, you know, I could argue with myself and say that this could probably be a little bit higher. But, you know, I haven't been to the Grand Canyon in a while. I'm, I'm planning on going out there this summer, um, at least for a day. Uh, but, you know, I haven't been there in so long. I, I really can't rank it much higher than number four. I know it has to be there because it's the Grand Canyon. It's an epic, you know, epic landscape uh, and natural site uh, in the United States. Um, there is a lot of great hiking. The views are stunning. Um, and so, you know, I got to put the, the Grand Canyon there top, top four. Number three, uh, I'm going to put the Grand Tetons. Now, I did not do a lot of hiking at the Grand Tetons. I had hiked like 20 miles the day before, a couple days before out in Glacier. And then, you know, probably like 10 miles in Yellowstone. And I was just totally wiped out by the time I got to Grand Tetons. Um, and so I didn't do a lot of, I didn't do any hiking, honestly. Um, uh, but what really blew me away was the views. Um, the Grand Tetons are my favorite, uh, the, my favorite mountain range in the United States for sure. Um, they're just so rugged. They remind me of like the Alps out in Europe just cause they're so rugged looking. Um, and they're just absolutely beautiful. I had probably saw my most beautiful sunset ever I uh, was at the Grand Tetons and yeah it was just a fun experience I camped out um, in a hammock and you know I woke up twice that night and the only reason I woke up was because there were wolves howling, uh, howling each time uh, so it's just a really cool experience I had a great time out there the views were amazing uh, Mormon Row is, you know, right out there outside of the park, and it's really awesome. Um, there's Jenny's Lake, which is beautiful. There's just a lot of great views. I know there's got to be some cool hiking there as well, um, but the Grand Tetons 
at least view-wise, are probably my favorite national park, uh, just because I love that mountain range so much. Um, but yeah, Grand Tetons, number three. Number two, now, <laughs> number two, I'm going to put Yellowstone. Yellowstone is a great park. Um, it is impressive to say the least. Um, you know, I, I feel like I say this every time I talk about Yellowstone, I really thought I was going to be, you know, underwhelmed by it, but I was not at all. It really met its expectations, if not exceeded it. Um, and, you know, I was just so impressed with the thermal activity uh, that happens there. Um, and especially the wildlife was super impressive. Um, you know, it seemed like every mile you drove, there was either like an elk in the road or, or a buffalo, you know, out in a field. Um, there was just something going on, you know, every second. Uh, and so I think, you know, that has to be one of the top uh, national parks. Uh, you know, it was the very first national park. However, I, there's not, in my opinion, there wasn't too much hiking um, there were a lot of like trails and things like that to go out, um, you know, in like the, the geyser pools and things like that. Um, but it's not like there were like crazy hikes or anything that you could do. I'm sure there were some, um, that you could do, uh, but nothing too wild. Uh, and that's, and when I was kind of ranking these, it was like, okay, Yellowstone is an, is an incredible park, but it's kind of lacking in my opinion in the hiking area. Um, so that's why I had to put it at number two. Number one is Zion National Park. Now, like I mentioned just a little bit ago, I believe when I ranked my Utah State Parks, I actually put Bryce Canyon ahead of Zion. Maybe I'm wrong here and I put Zion first, but I think I put Bryce Canyon. But, you know, just thinking about all the national parks, you know, together overall, Zion really has everything. I mean, the views are gorgeous. Um, there's a ton of awesome viewpoints all over the park, whether you want to do hiking or not. Uh, and then there's also amazing hikes. I mean, Angel's Landing is probably one of the top hikes in the United States. Um, there's just a ton to do there. It's so rugged, um, and it's just a great park. Uh, the one thing I will say, I do not, which, you know, talking about parking, during the summer months, Zion requires you to take a shuttle into the park, and so you can't actually drive your own vehicle in. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about that, because on the one hand, that's great because you don't have to worry about parking, but then on the other hand, you have to worry about parking outside of the park, and you have to pay for parking, and then you have to worry about getting a shuttle ticket. Um, and, you know, after being there, and I've been looking through some stuff, and it's like almost people are hawking their shuttle ticket like their shuttle tickets and I don't know if they're actually just like oh I accidentally bought one extra or I can't go so does anyone want this one or if they're actually just buying them all up and then selling them for profit um but it seems kind of annoying and quite a bit of a hassle maybe you know it's not as much of a hassle as driving around for two hours looking for a parking spot um I'm not quite sure but um I was Glad that I was able to get to Zion before um, the spring break rush and before, um, you know, they required you to get those shuttle tickets. I'm sure in the park it's so much nicer just, you know, relying on those shuttles. Um, but I do like that flexibility of just being able to do what I want, where I want to, you know, go where I want to go um, while I'm traveling and while I'm in a park. 
Um, but yeah, Zion, in my opinion, it doesn't uh, have as much uh, wildlife. Uh, I will say that um, Yellowstone is definitely, you know, just full of wildlife compared to really most of these parks. Um, but Zion, you know, just takes the cake in hiking and in views, uh, in my opinion. So that's about it. This was a short episode. Um, been 15 national parks. Those are my top five Zion number one. Um, hopefully I'll get to add some of those. I'm trying to think if there's any that are just really on my bucket list to hit up. Um, I know I want to go to Joshua tree out there in, in California. The views look really cool there. Um, the Joshua trees just really, you know, make great um, subjects. Um, so that looks pretty cool. I know uh, some of the sand dunes, I guess the like um, the Mojave or Death Valley out there National Park, Those lo that looks pretty cool just with the sand dunes. Although I skipped Sand Dune National Park up in Indiana, I just did not feel like going to it and just drove right by it when I was up there. Um, but I feel like Death Valley looks pretty awesome. Um, and then Big Bend National Park here in Texas. I've never been. Uh, I've, I've known quite a few people who have gone, and, you know, everything looks amazing um, from what I've seen from them, too. Um, so I guess those would probably have to be my next three um, national parks I'll try and hit. Although, take that back, um, the volcano, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's in Hawaii, and it's basically a national park preserving the volcanoes there. Um that that's that's definitely on there that's gonna be a pretty cool a pretty cool place to go see so hopefully i'll get out there soon um hawaii just looks epic just all of the you know all the lava all the lava flow all the mountains and things like that looks pretty epic um and so those mountains are just so unique uh and like nothing you've ever really seen before anywhere else in the united states so definitely want to check those out so i guess that's that's the next four that i want to try and go to um, so hopefully we'll be able to make that happen soon. There's a lot of, um, cheap flights out to Hawaii, um, that have, that I've seen over the past few months. So, you know, maybe I'll have to jump on that here in the future, um, and go out there. I have a few more states to knock off and Hawaii is on there. So two birds with one stone. Um, so, you know, let me know if there's another national park that I need to check out that I didn't just mention. Um, Obviously, there's like, what, 40 more, 38 more that I need to go see, 48 more that I need to go see. So um, let me know which ones I should go to next. I'd love to hear from you. Check out my Instagram, at Educate Your Travel. Um, I have pictures of all these places up there on my story, in my feed. Um, so just check those out. Uh, and yeah, remember, it's up to you to make your life interesting. So get up, get out, explore the world, take that next adventure. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And I can't wait to catch up with you next time. See you.